Hello, my intentional mom friend. I'm Val Harrison, the Practically Speaking Mom. This is the podcast where we encourage and equip intentional moms to build strong families. We've got some growing to do today with our theme, Habits to Thrive. It's the daily little actions that shape who our family becomes. That's right. Our family habits are shaping our home and even our legacy. So we want to examine them and and get them right. In this theme, we hear from fellow mamas who have found some effective daily patterns that have been a great help in how their family functions. These are the habits that take us from surviving to thriving as a family. Whether these routine actions are about practical home systems or about family relationship habits or habits about meal making or spiritual disciplines, health disciplines, school habits, whatever it is, one thing is for sure. This theme will bring lots of hope and practical solutions to busy, intentional moms just like you. So let's get started. You all are in for a big treat today. You get to hear from one of my dear friends. She is definitely one of those people in my life that is like the iron sharpens iron relationship that you hear in scripture of someone in your life who they're going to be honest with you and going to we're going to challenge each other to always be putting God first and doing what is best for our families. Whether it's easy or not, doesn't matter. We're going for what's the right thing. So I've got Lisa Beth in the studio with me today. Hello. And you guys get to hear her top 10 habits that have really impacted her family. So I'm super excited about this because I love organization and I know you're an organized mama. I do. And I actually, I thought I was an organized person, but I think you are an organized person on steroids or something, you know, like a major next, your next level. Oh, so I, I love don't know. it. I love it depends it. on the area of life. I think that we have different strengths and I love that. I love, yeah. I appreciate the intro and I feel the same way. I'm very grateful for your influence, but I have learned so much from you about areas of my life that I need to work on. So <laughs> I appreciate it. Well, you're welcome. <laughs> and another fun fact is that I have mentioned on the podcast multiple times that my kids and I go to a nursing home once a month. And Lisa Beth has been right there by my side with her kids all of the pretty much maybe entirely the entire time. I think so. That we have been doing that. So I am so, so thankful. Um, if it was just me and the kids, I'm sure that I would have made excuses plenty of times because ahead of time, honestly, I don't want to go. But when I leave, I am always so glad we did it, both because it's good for me and the kids to invest in other people, but also I see how it impacts those people in the residents of the nursing home. And I know it just has to keep happening. Yes, I, I feel exactly the same way. There are so many things in my life that I do because there are other people that are going to be there. And so I need to show up. And then I'm so glad that I did it. And mm-hmm. I would agree the the nursing home every, every month that feels like, Oh, I'm so tired, but the being able to do it, especially through COVID and see what a blessing it was to them. And it deepened the blessing that it was to us yes. during that period. Mm-hmm. And, um, the, the things that my children have learned by serving in that way, I would say mercy chief among them Yeah, uh, has been just invaluable. I just 
Wouldn't trade it for anything. Same. So, I'm so glad you started it. I'm really <laughs> So glad. we'll just keep on. Yeah, that doesn't, yeah. Whoever comes, comes. We'll be there. <laughs> yes, we will. So let's get started with your list. What okay. is your, are you going to start from number 10 and go to number one? Well, here was my problem. I couldn't, for as much as I love to categorize and fit things on spreadsheets, I couldn't do it. When I looked at what really were my best habits, it was very hard for me to categorize them or even rank them except for number one. So it's kind of like a countdown, but I started thinking about habits and how I got some of the good habits that I have, how I incorporated them. There are some things that you come by naturally maybe, and some things that you were raised doing, but then the places where I actually had to do it. For instance, I make my bed, but my mother gets the credit for that. I've always (laughs) made my bed. I didn't stop making my bed. It's, she pointed out to me, you know, that when you make your bed, 70% of your room is clean and- Mm. I've just always done it. But where are the habits where I had to figure out, okay, I'm making this home a happy place for everyone. What do I need to change and how do I do it? Um, I thought of my first really good habit, which was doing two loads of laundry every day. After we started having children, I started doing two loads of laundry a day and it is my best habit. And I feel like every habit I have that I've built myself has come off of that. I think that that's one thing about habits that I love is that one good change, I can tie another good change to that once it's established. And so I remember when I was starting this habit, probably 15-ish years ago, I was sorting all the laundry and I was reading all the tags. So I had cold, dark, cold, light, white, towels, cold, right, right. I had, you read the tags. uh, Okay. (laughs) This is the mistake. Let me help you. If you're out there reading the tags, stop. One of my best friends walked in and said, what are you doing? What are all these piles? And she said, Wash it all on cold. And from that day forward, I've had whites, towels, darks, lights. Okay, good. I feel yeah. so much better now. And, and I was like, I think I've read two tags in my life. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So on, I have days of the week. And when my son was in school, when he was little, he had a uniform. And so it came off of that. Darks and lights are on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Towels and whites are Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. If you get your laundry to one of the two laundry baskets in the house, it gets washed. If you don't, it doesn't. If you needed it, you might have to wear it dirty. But that has been a wonderful habit. So every morning I get up, I grab the laundry basket out of our bathroom. We are very blessed to have a laundry chute from upstairs. The children still have to get to it, and it is far away for one of them especially. But it's also magic because they drop their clothes in there, and the next thing you know... They have a pile of clean laundry on the um, kitchen bar. Another good habit that kind of goes along with that is that I fold every load as it comes out, but there's only two a day. So I fold it and everybody knows exactly where their pile is. And when I say, come get your laundry, that means come get your laundry and put it away. Yeah. There is no place in our home where people are used to seeing laundry because it lives in drawers and closets. Mm -hmm. And so... um, That's one good habit that I've given my children is that when they're walking with a pile of laundry, they know that it goes straight to where it's supposed to go. I really need to teach my children to do laundry, but I think I've determined it just is not rocket science. They can learn that in a year or two. If it's going to mess up my good habit, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing (laughs) and let them learn it when we get closer to them actually leaving. So Yeah. 
So a, a couple of thoughts. One is I love that. So you've got a habit and you do it no matter what. And that's really what a habit kind of is. And the beauty of that is that we get to go on autopilot about those things so that our mind is freed up for the things that really matter. Yes. And when we don't have a plan for laundry, for example, then that becomes this thing that's standing in the way of accomplishing life. So it's awesome that you have a laundry plan. Your laundry plan is exact opposite of mine. Really? Yes. Like my kids, I teach them young <laughs> to do laundry. But I also, we, we've got to do what works for That's us right. in our That's life. Right. right. So anyway, the, the key really is just the more of these habits we can put in place to free up our mind, to focus on what really matters, the hearts of our kids. So love yes. it. Yes, and decision okay. fatigue is real. We yes. moms, especially homeschooling moms, I think, but all moms, we make so many decisions that that I don't care is a real answer. When when I say, you know, when someone says what where do you want to go for lunch on Sunday afternoon, I truly don't care. And and I can't tell you what a gift it would be to me if you would not ask me a question. If yes. you would just take me to a place. Okay, um, I've not heard this term of decision fatigue, but oh yeah, I experienced that. And I definitely, there's a lot of times where Rich will ask me, do you want to do this or this or what? And I'm like, truly, I've made so many decisions today. Can you decide? That is what I would most love. So I totally get how you feel. To me yes, if you a would gift just to me. I pick love it. something and tell me when to be there. <laughs> I love it. Okay, what's your next one? Well, several of these are homemaking because that was something I had to, you know, do myself when I became responsible for that. So tied to laundry is the running the dishwasher every night. We run the dishwasher every night, no matter what. And I say it's never half full. I mean, we have we're all at home eating; it's always full. And if there are things in the sink, kind of tied to that habit. Once I started running the dishwasher every night, I started picking up the kitchen every night. I'm a fairly tidy person. I would say generally we pick up all the time. Um, I don't want to trip over things. I want to be able to sit on the couch, you know. Mm -hmm. So uh, we pick up frequently, but the kitchen seems to be the place where. It's right off the garage when we come into our house. And so people set their bags down there and set their books down there and set their toys down there and their hairbrushes and everything, you know. So by the end of the night, I have usually sent most of the things upstairs that go upstairs. But if not, I'm motivated to clean off the kitchen counters so that when I walk in in the morning to empty the dishwasher, which would kind of be habit number three. So I start the two loads of laundry, empty the dishwasher while my coffee makes, and then because of the first three, I've also tagged on um, doing some kind of kitchen chore. My house uh, generally is never perfectly clean ever, but it is always cleanish. It is always picked up. I Rather than taking the, okay, we're going to clean the house approach anytime ever, what I've done is just spread all of the housekeeping out over the six days of the week. We don't do any of it on Sunday. Um and so it's always cleanish. Mm -hmm. So uh, my children's chores, one of them does almost all of the vacuuming. Uh, and it's just broken up over the week and, and kind of in the way that makes the most sense for us, which would be the family areas at the beginning of the week where we're going to be and the common areas where we may have guests on the weekend towards the end of the week. That kind of... Um, so one does all of the vacuuming and they just do 
part of the vacuuming each day. Right. Right. So like the homeschooling room is Monday because that's where we're going to spend our week. But then the living room where guests would be is Friday so that the living room has been vacuumed if we have people over on Saturday or Sunday. Mm -hmm. So um, anyway, that applies to the kitchen also. My kitchen is never perfectly clean. But I'm always, every morning, I'll look around and say, okay, the stovetop really needs to be scrubbed down. And so I'll deep clean-ish as much as you can before your children come down mm-hmm. the stairs, one appliance or one part of the kitchen. And those are my my best housekeeping tips, I think, uh, besides getting your children involved, which you really helped me, really helped me do. Well, good. Tell me about that. Tell me how you get your kids involved. Well, that's... Perfect segue to my, actually what I had on my list next about okay. about my children. I talked about how my mom really made it where I make my bed every day. And so my children, when they turn six, get what we call a routine. And that is kind of focused on making the bed at that point because they're big enough to really do it themselves well at that point. So it starts with them making their bed. They get dressed, put their laundry in the laundry chute, brush their teeth, wash their hands. But they also get desk work for school. That starts building then. And this is the work they can do totally independently. Always their timed math sheet or math fact sheet. um, Handwriting. And then we do map tracing. uh, And that has been a very helpful tool. Here's a hot tip for homeschool moms. If you want to learn geography, just a, a black line map of whatever you're studying. I put tracing paper over it. They trace it every day, Monday through Friday, or Monday through Thursday. And then on Friday, they try to freehand draw it. And the first drawing is, you know, terrible. But I reassure them by showing them what I can do. And they can always do better than that. (laughs) And so um, they'll do their desk work, which includes those things. And then their monkey, which we started calling it that after I met you. (laughs) Um, And and that's where it's just easier to do their, their chore or their monkey First thing in the morning, it doesn't take very long. They're, everybody's more motivated in the morning. And then they also practice their piano in the morning. So they're allowed to come downstairs and give me a hug. And then they have to start this routine. So this is all pre-breakfast. Mm-hmm. So that has given them a good, they do it quickly. It sounds like a lot, but it does not take very long. Even their chores, because they're mm-hmm. broken up into bite-sized pieces. They can, if they are really motivated, they can do it in... 15 minutes or less. Most days, it's a little bit longer than that because it's hard to wake up. And I I understand that. Well, I feel like we should explain just in case. I've talked about the monkeys before on the (laughs) podcast multiple times, but just in case you haven't listened to previous episodes, that for some reason um, with my kids from the beginning, I would talk about, I'm moving this monkey from my back to your back. I'm giving this to you. And so those are whatever responsibilities that I have for some reason, I would use that term. And so just in an event that I was speaking at that you were at is where you picked up the monkey thing, but then you added something to it that I didn't do. And I love this. You went home and made these placemats Mm -hmm. with monkeys on them. And then did you laminate them? Well, we just have one posted, but okay. But I love the idea that these are things that we all have to take care of. That this is, this is not my monkey. This is our monkey. And we're going to work together to take care of the monkeys. (laughs) (laughs) And I guess another little concept in that is, is that, All of these things that we start feeling pressure about in our life, 
most of them are monkeys. They're not the important things. Mm -hmm. And so that was another element that I've liked to keep in my mind about all this. (laughs) Is it a monkey? (laughs) You know, it's just a pesky thing that has to be done. And so let's create a system for it and go on autopilot with the monkeys so that our real life is about growing who we are as a person and character and and learning more about life in the world and and relationships with one another and relationship with God. And those are all of the, you know, really important things. And other stuff's the monkeys. Right, right. (laughs) And once you organize that, I heard a mom say once, you know, there are moms who rotate the chores around and make sure it's all fair. And she said, look, you're, if you're on kitchen duty, it's just permanent. That's, that's your job. I'm tired of thinking about it. (laughs) And, and I have modified mine some, but knowing, hearing her story kind of liberated me to leave somebody on a chore for a very long time because they have decision fatigue too. They don't want to sit there and me try to figure out who's going to do this today. Yeah. Just, we just do the things and we're done with the things. It's, we are a family and I, and we're a team. These are the things that we have to handle. We're going to do it together. And, you know, as you say, let's just move on. Let's get to, get to real life. Well, and learning to do something for a long time is kind of an important character quality as well. I will say that my daughter, I was just on the phone with her last night, who attends a college where everyone is required to work 15 hours a week. It's part of their tuition. And so she was saying at her station, which is in a a kitchen, like they bake cakes and make jams. Wow, what a life. Okay, so that is her workstation for now. And she was like, some of these kids have been on this workstation for three years and they complain all the time and they haven't figured out (laughs) what we have been taught is if the the ones that are going to, they put in a request to, you know, move to a different workstation. Well, it is the leaders that determine this based on the character they've had in the station they've got right now. So it's blessing those who not only do good work, but with a good attitude. That is part of life. Right. That is part of life success is doing good work with a good attitude. And that brings blessing of all sorts right. in our life. And so giving an extended chore that's theirs for quite a while, that would definitely require the ability yes. to have a good attitude yes. in spite of it. Because if I got stuck on kitchen duty for months, I would hate that so bad. <laughs> well, I'll, but then I would I do. learn that, right. you right. know what? I'm okay even if I had to do something really bad. Right. Well, and I do. I We break up everything, even in the kitchen. So everybody, you may have the same job all the time, gotcha. but everybody's in there working. It would be really bad to be alone in the kitchen doing it all by yourself all the time. That would kind of feel like a sentence instead of a a job. Um, Another great habit that I have instilled in my children's daily life is what we're calling book baskets. I love morning time for our homeschool. However, my son is a freshman in high school this year and he does have a lot more work to do and I can't do the extended morning time. People can do that. It's a great approach. But for what we've chosen to do with him academically, I have to let him go and do his own work. But I didn't like the idea of us sharing other books, um, his younger sisters and I, and leaving him out. It felt like I was leaving him out. So I used to read quite a few picture books. Picture books are an incredible resource. 
sometimes we treat them like they're little kid books, but research shows that it's the, the vocabulary, the sentence structure, the way that picture books are written are actually on a more adult level because people who write them know that adults are reading them hmm. out loud. So you do have like your Sandra hmm. Boynton books, but a picture book biography can be really, really rich. Plus you have yeah. beautiful art often. Yeah. So these are not Sandra Boynton type books, which I love, but these are more like picture, picture book biographies and history and things like that. But we couldn't all do them. And I was having to pare it way down to where it was like one a day. And so instead I created book baskets and I take all the picture books that I'm requesting from the library that are generally about history, sometimes science, but generally about history or people biography also. Um, and they each have a basket and I put three or four picture books in there every day and a little sticky note in the front and they just initial when they've read it. And it gets rotated to the next person's. I like and so it. then we're all sharing these stories, but I'm not having to slow anybody down. Especially that morning time. I have the most energy then. I have the most drive then. So do my children. You know, I really need to, it's not fair for me to say, you know, sit here for two hours and then go do 45 minutes of math when I've taken yeah. some of the yeah. best energy you have in yeah. the day. Yeah. So that has been a great thing. Um, and, and they're reading independently, but we've all read it so we can share it. And I, that has been one of my best habits. I love it. I love it. Um, along with that, after they read their book baskets, which is kind of in quiet time also, little bonus there, when they go up for their book baskets, that's when I'll do some of my own reading and maybe just try to sit down and figure out what's going on for the rest of the day. Cause it's, it's after lunch usually. And the way that we signal the end of the day is with tea time. And, uh, I don't know, my son doesn't even mind us calling it that because there's delicious treats and yeah, there's very rarely tea. Um, some, I mean, sometimes <laughs> I'm so, herbal tea. I'm so disappointed because I was thinking in my head, I want to be living at your house if you have tea time every afternoon. Well, and there is tea available. Tea. There's tea available. <laughs> I'm drinking tea. Sometimes I'm drinking coffee. Usually my son drinks an herbal tea. Sometimes one of the girls will drink herbal tea. There's usually apple cider or hot chocolate oh, involved. Wow. So it's really just a hot kettle of water yeah. and a bunch of things to choose from nice. to stick in your hot water. I love it. And usually cookies of some kind or something like that. And that's when we read a book aloud. I'll read to them while they eat. It's, you know, 20-ish minutes, but it signals the end of our homeschool day. They know after tea time is over, I'm not going to say, hey, have you done your whatever, until in the morning. Uh -huh. So it, it's a good, they have, I've been surprised by how much they enjoy it. Yeah. And them enjoying it makes me enjoy it. We love, another one of my habits is reading aloud. Reading aloud to my children, I will never, ever regret how yeah. much time I spent reading aloud. Uh, we have shared so many stories. We have shared jokes. It is, rather than name calling or pointing out sometimes negative characteristics or being didactic about why you shouldn't do that. You can refer to a story or a character sometime. Love it. And it draws this picture of this person that they don't want to identify with. Yes. And, and helps them change kind of in an instant, you know, like that reminds me of this yes. person and they, I don't want to remind you of that person. You know, so, I love it. So reading aloud, I just, can't recommend it highly yeah. enough. I think yeah. you are you are not wasting your time. No matter what you don't get done, what textbook you don't get to, it's okay. 
because that those shared stories we will have always and forever. Yeah. And and audiobooks when we go on long trips, uh, my husband really enjoys sharing in those with us because he doesn't get to do a lot of the read alouds that we do. But when we start, well, sometimes we'll start one on a trip and he'll finish it mm-hmm. after when we all get home. He may have to finish it on his own. Mm-hmm. Um, but but that's been a really great thing. Read yeah. alouds and sharing. Story. We do a ton of audio as well, audio books, um, listening and on trips, but at home too. You know, there's so much richness in literature, and yeah, the the bonding with reading aloud, I love it. And I want to slip back to your afternoon tea thing. Mm-hmm. That is awesome. First of all, just having things in our lives that are little. Um, traditions. They bond us. They bring a brightness to our day. And that, what what you do is teaching them the importance of a moment of slowing down, which our society is so bad at, which I have been so bad at. And I'm learning really having to focus to change that about me that is so important. And, and I have this friend that she is British, and so she got me into drinking hot tea mm-hmm. to savor calmness. Um, it's wonderful, and it really has been life-changing for me to do that. And I know we can't be slowed down all day, and our lives are just fast-paced. That That is the society we have. But to take some time every day where we treasure, yes. we treasure together, and, and we treasure calm yes. um, and peaceful. Right. And visiting. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. it's life-changing. Yes. And I, I also am very active and busy and always wanting to work. But God told us, be still and know that I'm mm-hmm. God. And you have to be still. That, that's the first part of that. I, I can acknowledge that he is God while I'm running around acting like I've got this all under control. But to be still yes. is is a gift that he's giving us. And we live in such a blessed time when we can stop. We, we, you know, our lives don't depend on how many hours we spend in the mine. We, we can stop. And so we need to give our children that gift. Otherwise, um, Satan would like for them to really run around and think that busyness is the way to go. Busy and noise. Yes. Both. Being still is a, a physical action of stopping, but it is also a mental action of not filling up our brains with a ton of stuff, and our children need that every day. Let's move to the next. What What well, do you got for the next one? Believe it or not, I'm at my number one already. Okay. This is kind of like the Ten Commandments. I've been teaching that in my history classes, and we had to go back through and find the ten because it's not really clear. You may have to do that with this podcast. Go back through and say, oh, wait, there's one, and there's one. Yeah, um, <laughs> I'm actually thinking you said that the two loads of laundry a day was your number one. No, that was my first good habit. Oh. But my number oh, one oh, best so you habit. the first habit you established. Yes, that helped me oh. build other good habits. I got you now. I'm, yes. I'm tracking And honestly, you. it probably is the one that when I start falling out of good habits, that's the one that sticks. Hey. Sometimes it's kind of my rebuilding point too. You will always be clean. You will the, have clean, uh, we will have clean clothes. clothes. That's right. <laughs> I hate to interrupt our discussion. However, Lisa Beth is about to share her number one family habit that helps them thrive in life. And it is just a bit long of a discussion. It's longer than the rest of the habits. 
Then I throw Lisa Beth a curveball and ask her about a bit of a touchy subject. She and I talk about a book that is very important for parents in today's culture. So here's what we're going to do since there's so much more of this left. I'm going to end this episode just for this moment. We are going to upload part two immediately, so you can keep right on listening if you have time. But for those who don't, they'll get to listen to all of it and none of it will be missed. I chose to break this up for two reasons. One, these last two points are actually the most important part of the discussion. So I don't want them to be missed because you don't have time to listen. And two, I want you to hear these two important issues with fresh ears for retaining what we're talking about. Now, this is my new approach to longer episodes. We are calling this a bonus week when there are two episodes in one week. The twist is that when we have a bonus week, we will not have an episode the next week. This is to keep things at a manageable workload for my husband, Rich, who edits and produces each episode. Now, Intentional Moms, did you know that our show is listener-funded? If you're willing to help bring more episodes and more parent resources to Intentional Moms Building Strong Families, will you consider being one of our monthly contributors? Click on the link in the show notes and help with even just $3 a month to make a big difference for us toward our goal of having an office assistant and taking some of the technical workload off of Rich and off of me to free me up to produce more resources for all of you. Now, another way that you can donate is going to my website, practicallyspeakingmom.com. There's a button at the top of the page and it will allow you to donate as well. Now, while on my website, you can see all the resources we offer parents, including plenty of free resources. So we're ending here, but just jump right back on to the next episode, which will be part two with Lisa Beth as we talk about her habits to thrive. <music>